Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truth for those enduring trials. The condition of the person who endures the test of trials is to be blessed and will be blessed. This is the man who does not give up when confronted with trying situations, circumstances, even by persecution, but rather remains strong in faith, steadfast in devotion and dependency on God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Planning today for a better tomorrow has obvious implications when it comes to our education, health, and retirement. But maybe not so obvious is that the trials we endure also prepare us for a future reward. And continuing a verse-by-verse study of the Epistle of James, Pastor Xavier explains it's not just a better future at stake. The simple truth promised in James 1.12 is that for all eternity, the believer will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James knows there's only two possible outcomes of the testing of the believer's faith, victory or defeat. The victorious one gains much benefit by his stable faith. Verse 12. The vindictive one blames God for his unstable faith. And that's verse 13 through 15. We want to look at the reward given to the man with steadfast faith, which is described for us here in verse 12. Let me read verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. The reward given to the man with steadfast faith is described by, first, the condition of the person, the first part of 12. Second, the impartation to the person, the middle, and then the motivation of the person, the end of verse 12. The condition of the person comes first. Notice James declared a determined conclusion about the faith of the believer being tested. Listen to him again. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. The verse looks back to what precedes verse 2 through 11. The counting of all joy is to be when we fall into various trials, verse 2. The understanding being that the testing of our faith produces patience, verse 3. The personal commitment is to let patience have its perfect work in order to be complete in our spiritual growth, development, and maturity in Christ, lacking nothing, verse 4. The need of wisdom is to drive man to petition God constantly. Verse 5. And the impartation of wisdom is to the man asking in faith without doubting. The double-minded man receives no wisdom being unstable in character. Verse 6 and 8. And the poor and the rich are both subject to the testing of their faith being mortal beings. Verse 9 and 11. Now, notice the repetition of the words verifies this verse. Verse 12 to be the conclusion of the main section of this preceding section. The word trials in verse 2 is the same as temptation in verse 12. It's translated differently. The word testing in verse 2 is the same as the word approved in verse 12, but a different form. The word patient appears two times in verse 3 and 4 as a noun 
And as an adjective now in verse 12, translated endures. So the association is seeing the connection. Now the sharp change of subject between verse 12 and 13 also confirms this verse is to be the conclusion of the preceding section from 2 to 12. Verse 12, as we will see, deals with persevering through various trials. Verse 13, look at it, it deals with temptations that are to be resisted. Okay? You persevere through testings and trials, but you resist temptation. So you can see a natural break here. There's a, sh a change in subjects. Okay? Now, notice James declared the delightful state of the person who has been victorious through the testing of their faith. Again, blessed is the man who endures temptations. The spiritual condition of the individual is to be blessed as a verdict here or a judgment as an exclamatory manner, the Greek scholar Lenski says. This is a declaration, an exclamation, the climax, the finality of what has been talking about, about that person who is depending on God and remaining stable, looking to him. We stated that the epistle of James most likely is the first letter written, 45 to 49 A.D. James was thinking of the Old Testament scriptures at this time. There were no letters written. It's the Old Testament. The phrase, blessed is the man, was very familiar to James being a Jew. The Hebrew word blessed means happiness regarding the spiritual state of the man in relationship to God and his fellow man. But primarily God, and of course the result is his fellow man, because the vertical axis is the most important for the horizontal level. Okay. In fact, let me give you some of those scriptures. Uh, Psalm 1.1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is that man. Psalm 32.2, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. 34.8 Psalms, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. 84.5 of Psalms, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Let me give you one proverb, 834. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my door. The man who is blessed, benefited, is the one who is depending and living life through God's enablement. The word blessed, here in the Greek, as James is using it, also means happy in its very basic root form. This happiness is not like the happiness of the world that is conditioned or based on what one possesses, things, who they know, or, or emotions. This happiness is, again, based on the spiritual relationship to God. In one's ongoing spiritual growth, development, and maturity. He's talking about the person who's going through trials. This is the man who does not give up when confronted with trying situations, circumstances, even by persecution, because that's the context in the beginning. But rather, remains strong in faith, stable, steadfast, in devotion and dependency on God.
this blessedness looks back to the joy of verse 2. True happiness is in the fullness of joy, being complete, lacking nothing, through the fellowship with the Father and the Son, in verse 4. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 tells us that we have fellowship with the Father and the Son. In this, our joy is full. This Greek word is found 58 times in the New Testament. The most numerous is in the Gospels. Nine times Jesus proclaimed the word in the Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, the beginning. Listen to Peter. 1 Peter 3.14 says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed, and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The blessed spiritual condition of the man is due to being successful, to endure the test of faith, without yielding to temptation to not endure. The process is described by the word endures. A verb meaning to remain, abide, without retreating or receding. Tense is the indicative present active, continuously ongoing and enduring process. The idea is that of remaining under. I've given you the word stick to itness. <laughs> Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 4, 14. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. On their part, he's blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. So the blessedness of the man who knows God has nothing to do with the circumstance or situation. But it has to do with his relationship and dependency on God. The word looks back again to verse 3 and 4. Once in each verse, the word patience appears as a noun. Steadfastness or endurance. James will use the word again in chapter 5 verse 11. Listen, indeed we count them blessed who endure. Same word. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So Job is a great example, illustration of that endurance. Now notice the object of testing is indicated by the word temptation. The word looks back again to verse 2, where it is translated trials. Same word, meaning an experiment in order to prove or approve something as true or in a good sense. The word in our verse would be better translated trials again. The reason being, testings are endured. Temptations are resisted. There's a big difference. The context of our text is to endure, not to resist. Now, there are external trials such as persecution and difficulties that will test us, which could at some point become an internal temptation to sin, as we will see in verse 13. Okay? But he's closing the section of the man who is steadfast here in verse 12. A good illustration of a person being blessed is that high view of privilege and benefit from God. Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, when Mary came to see her in Luke 1, and 42, she says, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, meaning John the Baptist. He did a little black flip there. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, she's saying this to Mary, listen, blessed 
Are you among women, not above women, among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb? Mary stood in a position of great privilege and benefit due to what God had done in her and was going to go do through her. Okay? She was blessed among women, not above women. Point that out to Catholics. Now notice the Beatitudes do not in, indicate, and often people try to use the Beatitudes to be, if we do this, we'll be Christians. But they do not indicate what a believer or a non-believer must do to be a Christian. Blessed or happy, it says, it describes the characteristics of our spiritual character as believers. That blesses us with great spiritual benefit in view of our relationship to Christ in the present that will be ultimately finalized in his kingdom. Jesus in Matthew 3 through 11, he said, and I'll read just one time down, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You don't do this to obtain the kingdom. You're blessed because you're a Christian. There be attitudes, not do attitudes. Verse 4, blessed are, are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mourn over your sinfulness, you're bankrupt to deserve heaven, not that you don't have no money. Verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek, the humble, the ones that see their depravity. Verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. The new nature. 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Freely we give, freely we have received, so we give out the same way. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We understand our depravity, so we're constantly dependent on the Lord to cleanse us, to purify us, to transform us. Verse 9, blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called sons of God. 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Beatitudes. This is the characteristics of a total character of a believer. It's an evidence of our sonship. The believer is blessed through the process of the testings of his faith by the everyday trials. As he or she endures to the end, the particular trials. And all of us go through them. Satan would want you to believe you're the only one. Now, everybody does. It's always me. You know, I'm always tightening up the lug nuts. And I just tie one more time. There you go. I break it off. You're not the only one. I'm just getting out of the, I'm, I'm leaving the house. I just ironed my shirt. I spilled coffee on it. Always, you know, people that do it too. But Satan would want you to think, oh, you're the only one. Everybody goes through stuff like that. The test of faith to control our anger with people and circumstances. The test of faith being patient with our wives, our husbands. We live with them. That's the problem. When you date somebody, that's no problem. I drop you off. It's when I take you home every night. That's the problem. The test of faith to instruct, trust, and release our children to the Lord. Slowly, so they can walk on their own. The test of faith for our purity in this evil, immoral, and unethical world. The test of faith in reading, praying, and studying the Word of God to be transformed. Hebrews eleven six says, 
but without faith it's impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. It's ongoing. You can stop when you die. Not before. <laughs> there are a number of blessed benefits declared in the book of Revelation. Revelation 1.3, it says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Revelation 14.13 says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works. Follow them, those who will come to the Lord in the tribulation and be killed. That's not the church. Okay, don't put the church in the tribulation. Revelation 16.15, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garment, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Revelation 19.9, Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Revelation 20, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So those who are Christians and are raised in the first resurrection, they reign with Christ. Those who are raised in the second resurrection, they go to the white throne judgment. You don't want to be there. That's not blessed. That's woe. Blessed is benefit, reward. Woe is judgment. Revelation 22, 7. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of this prophecy of this book. Revelation twenty two fourteen. Blessed are those who do his commandments and they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. A lot of blessings. The condition of the person who endures the test of trials is to be Blessed and will be blessed. Now notice, secondly, you have the impartation to the person. James declares that the believer who endured the testing of faith is approved. For when he has been approved, the word approved there means to be accepted or pleasing. This word was used to test precious metals and coins to see if they were genuine. The tense is the participle eris middle. Literally, having been proved. This is a statement of fact. By having endured the testing to the end. Have proved to be genuine. The word appears seven times in the New Testament as an adjective. It is used for those who serve Christ in things acceptable to God and approved by men in Romans fourteen eighteen. It is used to salute appellis, approved in the Lord. Romans 16.10 It is used for studying God's word to show ourselves approved to God in 2 Timothy 2.15 Notice the approval is by God, not by man. God is the one allowing the testing. God is the one who knows the heart. He knows where I need to grow in faith. He knows what will result in my growth in faith. God alone sees the heart of the person through the process and the testing of his faith. Nothing can be hidden from God. No one can fool or deceive God. God is the only one who knows the complete work of faith resulting in spiritual growth. The personal knowledge of seeking God. The personal knowledge of hearing and receiving from God. God knows the complete dependency on Him 
for wisdom through the test trial of faith. The putting off of the old man. The putting on of the new man. The putting on of the full armor of God. The being filled with the Spirit of God continuously. All those things only God sees. Men don't see that. They see the effects of it, but they don't see the process. Notice James declared, the approved man of faith will be rewarded with the crown of life by Jesus. He will receive the crown of life. Crowns are associated with a headdress to identify and distinguish an individual as king or an exalted position that is honored. Notice the time of the crown is the future, indicated by the future middle. He shall receive, it says. This would point to the Bema Seat of Christ. And by the way, the article is present before the word life. Literally, the crown of the life. That's what the Greek says. Which is what? Eternal life. <laughs> the life. The Bible says every believer must stand before the Bema Seat of Christ, as you know, to receive what he has done in his or her body, whether good or bad. The basis of the judgment will be the motive of the heart, 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Why and how I did it. Whether I did a love for the Lord, a love for people, or love for myself. Okay? There are five crowns, as I mentioned, recorded in the New Testament to be given to the believer. There is the incorruptible crown in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. The incorruptible crown is for those who are obedient, disciplined, and deny their flesh. There is the crown of righteousness in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. The crown of righteousness is for those who love the Lord's appearing. The crown of rejoicing in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 is for those who are soul winners. The crown of glory, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4, is for those who have fed the flock of God. The crown of life here in James is for those who suffer for Christ's sake in the testing of their faith, but endure and are approved through the testing. Five crowns. The scene in heaven reveals that we will cast all of our crowns at the feet of Jesus Christ because in truth it is he who has enabled us to even to do the things that we do. So rightly, all the crowns that will be given to us really belong to him. Listen to Revelation chapter 4. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor to the thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives before forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Learn the script. So when you get up there, you know what to do. <laughs> all the crowns will be cast to him. It's all for his glory. It's all because of him. The impartation to the person who is approved is the crown of life. Pastor Xavier Reese and the reward awaiting those with steadfast faith amidst trial and tribulation. More important simple truths he draws from a verse-by-verse -verse study of James chapter 1.
Now, you can hear this message again if you like online anytime by selecting today's date at the radio listings link at calvarychapelpasadena.com. And as we've had to break only part way through this study, we hope you'll be back next time for the conclusion. But if your schedule will permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up your own personal copy. And the title you want to ask for is simply Tried and True. It's available on CD for just $4. That title, once again, is Tried and True. Or simply mention today's date when you get in touch. And you can address your request to Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure you tell us the call letters of this station when you get in touch. We use this information to help us measure the efficiency of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com